My name is Peter Barron, and on behalf of Sarge Radio and freakatrigger.co.uk, I'd like to welcome you to the Lost Property Office. If you have a talent for losing things, and you happen to be in the northeast of Russell Square, well, your effluent may well end up in my office. This week, there's been loads of rain, so I've had about four million umbrellas, which I believe is a the number there might be in China. What is that, bicycles? Anyway, people be getting wet, forgetting what is now in my office. We all lose stuff. The television series Lost was about a whole flight of people who were lost, though not as lost as the plot of Lost when the science scriptwriters literally and figuratively lost the plot. But I digress. Here I'll be guiding a guest for the items they may have lost and hoping to distract them with some new items, because this is not just a fake Radio Lost property office, it's also a real university one. I've invited my guests to have a rummage and see what they can find. Who knows, the rightful owner may be listening and can come and pick it up. So welcome to this week's intrepid Lost Propertyer, Cast Miles Steve Hewitt. Good afternoon, everybody. How are you, Steve? How have you, how's the um, lost property office to you when you went in there? How did it feel? Um, I was a bit disappointed that the first half a dozen things I picked up had already been discussed on the programme. It's, it, is, it was a little disappointing, that, wasn't it? Um, I'm not quite sure why that happened. Maybe you've just got an unerring aim at exactly the same stuff as other people did. Um, there's, there's a lot of stuff in there. There is, yes. It's just that maybe all the interesting stuff has been picked. So um, the show may be going on hiatus for a bit while people we wait for people to uh, lose stuff. But we've got a few more shows yet in the bag. Um, so before we get onto your items, um, which you have got sitting in front of you at the moment, um, I want to talk about you, um, if you don't mind. That's fine. That, okay. You, you, you were told about what was uh, yes, yes. in advance. Um, the first question, um, which is often my favourite question, what have you lost what item have you lost of the most personal or financial value um, that you can think of? Well, I, I've been thinking about this quite a lot. I'm, I'm not really very much of a loser. No. Um, yeah, well, and it is interesting because we have quite a lot of people. And the, 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 so far, it has been very much split between people who lose stuff all the time and just accept it, and people like myself who don't lose stuff very often. No, I... I because I was thinking, it's it's pretty much ten years since I moved to London, mm. um, and in that time, I've lost one travel card. That's pretty um, good. Which I, strangely, it was um, I. I just bumped into um, an old friend who I went to school with, who I right. didn't didn't even really know was living in London at the time. Mm-hmm. And we were sat at the back of a, um, I think it was a forty three going up Tottenham Court Road. Yeah, and um, yeah, I got off the bus and it wasn't there anymore after this very bizarre. Bumping into somebody, I think he maybe nicked it. Would that be an N forty three? No, no, no. It wasn't. It was. It was. An, it was a mid afternoon. But the forty three okay, doesn't go up Tottenham Court Road. Uh, ah, see, see, this thing. So already, I'm seeing flaws in your story. This, this just takes me back to. Um, do you remember the third of the Bourne conspiracy films, uh, the Bourne Ultimatum? I believe it was. Uh, it, it is unsurprisingly a film I've not seen. Right. Yeah. Well, I've seen a lot of films, as you know, um, and it's a. It's a. You know. It's a. Matt Damon running around, killing people, jumping through windows. Mm-hmm. Lots and lots of that film is unplausible and impossible in any real sense. The only part of the film I have a problem with is a shot of the wrong bus going past <laughs> Waterloo Station. And again, I think it may well have been a 43, which again doesn't go there. And, and I walked out of that film with, oh, that, was, that was just nonsense, that bus doesn't go there. And people looked at me like the pedant and fool I am. Yes. So I, I, I do often wonder whether... Um, London drags transport geeks towards it, or whether once you've lived here for a while, you just become a transport geek. I think it's a bit of both. Um, I do think if you're a transport geek and you're not living in London, then you've got a slight. I mean, I think if you're if you're into uh, most of the train spotters that I'm aware, of, I don't know many, but do you seem to live more in the Midlands, though? 
Well, there's a, a large concentration of train. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing, is that, is that the, the rolling stock rowing. there can yes. get... Yeah, I mean, if you, I think, yeah, they all live in crew, basically. Mm. So um, that's the that's the the groundswell base of Crew Alexander's fans are all train spotters. Is that, is that their nickname? I don't think it is. No, it isn't. <laughs> just, um, I think they're just the Alex, aren't they? Makes sense, doesn't it, really? Yeah. So so your travel card went. When, when was this? What was the photo on that travel card like? Um, it was one of the old bus, uh, pre-oyster bus passes. Oh, right. Um, but it was a, it was a month pass, so mm-hmm. I didn't have a picture with it, I don't think. month ones probably did. Have you got one now with a picture still, or are you...? I have, because I... I and surprisingly, being a transport geek, I was a very early adopter on the Oyster cards. Yes, yes. And it's an appalling black and white one. I think it's the same as the one in my... No, it's not the same as the one in my passport. That's um, slightly more modern, but still pretty grim looking. I noticed this morning that the one, in my, the one on my travel card is the same as on my uh, Cineworld discount card as well. So there's nice. a period where I've got this red T-shirt and slightly wrong hair. You can, know, you can only get passport photos done when your hair is slightly wrong. Yes, yes. I, that's very much the case with these ones, I think. So, um, so that was so from a value point of view, uh, monthly bus pass or bus travel, pass, yeah, just a bus pass. Just, so probably forty, 40 quid. quid, yeah, yeah, and that's it. There's nothing else you can I, think of. Not that I can think of personal value. You know, you moved house a few times. Has, has things got got lost in the moves or? Um, not really. I mean, obviously, we nearly forgot the mattress. Yes, no, that's, um, that's true. Uh, I remember your last move. I did. I did notice the mattress, and it was. And readers, if you or listeners, sorry, not readers, viewers, <laughs> yeah, viewers. Though they, I, I do, do believe there is a service out there. We'll transcribe this for you, if you will. But um, if you do forget a mattress, well, you can tell this is your mattress. So we loaded up the van um, with all our worldly possessions, and um, then we were just going around the house to check everything else. So the back of the van's pretty much ch- ch- chock solid yeah. already. Um, and then we realised we hadn't put the mattress in, so we we. Had a run up at it, didn't we? How much? How much space was there left in the van? There was about eight to nine inches at the top. And how wide was the mattress? About eight to nine inches. And there was only really one way of getting it in. Oh, and we kind of hoid it. I yeah. think would be the. We the ran official. four of us on it, four in each corner. Ran at the van, jumped, and just flung it Chucked in the gap. In. I think the second time it worked. Yes, it fitted perfectly. It did fit perfectly. But I, I, my advice to anyone who is moving um, this weekend. Put the mattress in first. Yes. It's, a, it's not only is it soft and, and will cushion things if they get jiggled around in the van, but also um, much easier than the hoying. Yes, um, yes. Okay, well, I, I won't pressure you anymore on losing stuff then, um, because clearly you're not that kind of loser. No, I can't really think of anything else. No, that's fine, that's fine. You know, I, I, it's, it's good to know someone out there is guarding all their worldly possessions, holding them close to their chest. In some ways, maybe you have too many possessions. Um, but <laughs> I am, I'm, I'm quite worried that this is a massive act of hubris. Yes. Um, and, and, like, yeah. Well, we are going to a gig tonight. And yes, and uh, having just um, purchased a magic young person's... Um, iPhone oh, iPhone, yes, four. of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, am, I am incredibly conscious about where it is on my personal all yeah, times. I, I was quite surprised when you bought the iPhone, you were, you, were, you were sniffing around for what kind of insurance would be best to have. And I thought, but Steve never loses anything. Why would he want to get insurance if he never loses anything? But um, I can see, I can see the, yeah, the hubris thing is hanging over yes. you. Well, OK, you, um, the music part of the show now, um, you, you, went through, you went for the giant folder of, of CDs. I did, yes. Um, but actually didn't pull out much that other people had had before. That was the one bit you... No, no. You came across with um, Can you describe the CD that you've got? Well, it's a, it's a, um, it's a, a, a blank CD, a recorded, uh, not a professionally recorded no, one. I don't think so. And on the, um, the only words that appear on it are the words Neil Armstrong. Right, Importantly... Now, mm, 
Uh, Neil is spelt incorrectly. Uh, it's spelt how? N I E L. Yes, that's that's right. Um, I know I don't know of Neil Armstrong having a particular musical career. It Me could either. be a CD of Neil Armstrong's greatest hits from his, um, uh, you know, uh, Moon Landing. You know, the Eagle has landed. Uh, yes. Great one step. Small step yeah. One small step. Well, I can tell you, I've put the CD in. Uh, there are fifty-eight tracks on this CD, awesome. so it could well be that. It could um, well be that. Are you any particular track number you're after here, or should we just go with track one to start off with and see what happens? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. Well, is Neil Armstrong uh, first man on the moon? Um, change his name slightly, and let's see what it sounds like. To the chemical, gotta give a shout to the Lord Professor. Thought I lost his number, but I left it on my dresser. On and on and on, on, on like the Mississippi, not on a gangster tip. And yo, I'm not a heavy, I'm just an ordinary Mary. brother who was very, very dedicated to real rap. So don't compare me to another brother, cause I'm a type that'll smother a whack and see the DJ or any other brother. So that's uh, your Neil Armstrong. Uh, he swears a bit there. Yeah, so um, a I swearing, made... it? yeah, it was a little sweary, but that's you know that's the nature of the music. Yes. Uh, how would you describe that? Oh, it, it's a um, rather nice bit of uh, hip hop there. Yeah, I, thought, I thought it was a bit Daisy Age almost. Yes, in yes. some ways it, was, it had that nice little gentle loop, and you know the swearing wasn't aggressive. No, it was just uh, it was just him trying to come to terms with the difficulties of the world. Exactly. Yes, you know, yes. um, depending on which version you're listening to, the swearing may or may not be taken. Out. <laughs> Um, there was enough there for me to actually painstakingly go through and, and retroactively back back do them. So I have done that before. Excellent. Um, so okay. Uh, well, we'll hear a bit more of Neil later and see how much more sweary he gets. Yes. Um, the next question: um, a time when you have physically been lost. Well, this is um, what I was thinking about. Um, given that it, the story does it once again involve the both of us. Um, we were in Chicago. My, a... Myself and Steve are life partners. No, no, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were in Chicago for the wedding of our good friends, Tim and Jen. Mm-hmm. and Almost two, exactly four years ago. Yes, yes. 
And oh, yes, of course, cause it's nearly the football again, isn't it? Mm. Um, and we had decided in our wisdom to go and see the Chicago Fire, mm. the um, the MLS team, um, Major League Soccer, Major League Soccer team, based in um, based in Chicago. Um, except not based that much in Chicago. No, uh, it and it's, it's quite step. true of a lot of Major League Soccer teams. They don't seem to be very close to the, the, the uh, cities they're in. Often. No, no. Um, um, it may be the case, but the certain two I know of don't seem to be that close. <laughs> and this one, this one, the Chicago Fire, uh, we'd, we'd already contacted um, a supporters club. We had, yes. Um, and he was originally, this guy was originally from Brighton, um, but now lived in Chicago and had got into the fire and was like running the, um, the buses. So there was a bus that would go from this lovely bar that we'd been to before mm. that would take us all the way to the game. However, after eating slightly too much... Um, Mexican food. Oh, I love the Mexican food. Oh, really good Mexican, Mexican really food. Really good yeah. Mexican food. Um, we were a little late, we and were. therefore we missed the bus. So we got the man to tell us where we, we I texted him and got him to um, tell us how to get to the stadium. So he said, well, it's very straightforward. Get on the tube, get on the... Um, the, the, uh, the subway. The subway. Yeah. Um, the, the, although most of it's above the air. In, yeah, yeah, well, that's the, the L, air, Above the ground. The L, I suppose, yeah, the elevated train, um, the L. So we... He said... Get this particular line, which the is blue line. the blue line, um, to Harlem. Now, not the one in New York. There is, we weren't that silly. We didn't get that <laughs> lost. <laughs> That'd be very lost. Um, so we get on the blue line. We get to Harlem. Now, the station we got to was two stops before O'Hare. Yeah, it was it's really right. in the sticks. Very suburban. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not much really at the station Nothing at, all. at all. Really, there was a um, shell station about two minutes away. That was about it. Yeah, yeah. So we kind of wandered around for a bit, looking, feeling even more confused. Mm. And tried to get a taxi to see if they could, but it wasn't really working because there weren't really any taxis, and they were all going to the airport. Yeah. And they kind of didn't really understand us as well. Yeah, which kind of makes sense because we weren't quite where we thought we were. No. But nevertheless, yeah, the trying to get them to understand was was tricky. Yes. So after about ten minutes of this, we went back to the station and looked at the uh, the under, uh, the subway map again, and realised that on the blue line. There are two stations called Harlem. Mm. One at each end of the kind of um, I'm making. I'm making the shape of the line, which yeah, is it, much. It, it's kind of like uh, a, a bow. Yes. Shape. Yes. yes. Uh, so at the top you've got O'Hare, then it goes into town and comes out the other side. Now this the the road that it's on the Harlem road goes from one end of Chicago to the other in the way that all American roads do in Chicago the, is a lines. very large flat city yes. and the roads are very very, very long straight. and straight so yeah so and and the, all the all the stations were named after the intersection that they came out on yes um so it does turn out that there is a Harlem in the north of the city but there's also a Harlem in the south of the city um and they both are called Harlem. Yes. On the blue line. Yes. No way of distinguishing in between them. Unless, unless you know where you're going. Yeah. Unless you said, or you might say North, the North Harlem Station, perhaps, or the O'Hare Harlem Station. But it's certainly not built into the name. No, no. In the way that you might do if you were in any way setting up a sensible transport system. Exactly. I mean, it's bad enough in New York where you have 428th Street stations that run on different lines. But it is a 28th Street, Street station on the A or on the 123 yes, yes. and so on. You, know, you can work it out. This is the same line. Yes. So that's how lost we got. We got very lost. And so we jumped back on the train, didn't we? We had to give up, give up the ghost. We, we, we never we, saw that game. We never saw that game. Or in, I have yet to see um, a game of soccer on the continental United States. However... In some ways, we were saved there because um, we were. when we got back to the a nice bar we were sitting in, um, 
what can only be described as um, a tropical storm. Uh, some, some might even say tornado. There was, yes. there was, there was a cyclone passing t- about uh, 20 miles south of Chicago. And bearing in mind... And watched on the news. And bearing in mind where the Chicago Fire play, since you had to get a bus from a station south yes. of Chicago, it could well have been quite close. Yes. Um, it rained an awful lot. And we sat in a bar and drank nice beer. Yeah. So who were the winners there? Well, actually, Chicago Fire lost as well. As I think they did, yes, yes. So whatever happened, Chicago Fire did not win in no. that situation. So there you go. Um, I, I, one more question about stuff that you lost and or found. What have you found? Have you found anything? What have I found? Um, I wasn't prepared for this question. I'll, I'll let you think about let it. We'll, come, about we'll, 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 we'll do another song in a minute. We'll let, I'll let you think about that and come back to it. Though really, you should have prepared because that's a standard question, which is just shows you should have done your homework. I should have done my Did you homework. lose your homework? Have <laughs> you ever, ever used that as an excuse? The dog, as a kid? The dog ate it. Do you have a dog? You no, have a dog, no. no. So, did you have a pretend dog to do that? You did your homework, didn't you? you I mainly, mainly did my homework. Yeah, yeah you were quite a good kid. So, your objects you've got here. Um, let me look at your object, object. My um, object, object. Yes. And can you describe it to me? Well, it's um, long and it's white. And it's fluffy, and it has a bubble on the end. Yeah, long and white. Until it got fluffy, it could have been like a Ku Klux Klan hood. But no, it is a delightful bobble hat. It is. It's a nice bobble hat, though, it isn't is. it? It's got a quite, a, quite a decent sized, I'd say a good three-inch um, diameter bobble on the top. Did you ever make um, a pom-pom like that when you were a child? Oh, many times, yes. Often um, with very little success. Yeah. <laughs> you, get, you get a card cone, that, yes, or you get a card disc. Yes. You go round and round and round and round and round and then you snip it out, don't you? Sort of yeah, like. except I, the problem I always had with them was I could never be bothered to go round and round and round right. and round enough. So yeah. they just end up as some bits of wool tied together Fair enough. in the middle. But, but then that's very... that, once you had that, you had basically the maintenance of a flump. So Yes, exactly. Um, so I, I often wonder why people don't do that with bubble hats. They don't actually put some eyes on the top of them just so that it looked like they're, they were wearing a thump on their head. Don't encourage the hipsters. OK, yes, you're probably right. Um, that's knitted. It is knitted. Is, yes. it, is, it, is there a label inside of it? Is it uh, been bought is, somewhere? Yes. Yeah. Um, it says rails. Rails? Rails. Is that 100% it? percent accrual. 100% um, acrylic, so... It appears to be in Polish, I think. Ah, and that makes sense. Poland is very cold in the winter. Um, yeah, um, yes, sorry, I shall attempt to read this in very bad... <laughs> Try your um, Polish. I don't know how your Polish rails. is. Rails. Andrus Rosniecki, 98-205. That's probably not Polish. Wodzriadi Dobrochow, 40. Pass it over, because as you know, I'm Polish. So. Oh, yes, of course. Whilst I don't Certainly speak me. Polish in any way, I feel that um, uh, there'll be some sort of, how right. you say, uh, race, race memory. Yes. Sticking out, where's this label? There we go. Um, uh, Rails. The Vrastro Krathestro, Andreas Rochnikny, 68-205. I don't know the numbers after all. Was it actually Dubrovcho? Oh, I said Dubrovnik, so so that's not that's not oh. Polish. That's... Um, um. Wherever the problem is, Hungary, right. Hungary, Yugoslavia, Yugoslavia. So yes, so the former Yugoslavia. Which bit? Which bit of Yugoslavia is it? Remember. It's not in the. I've lost it. It's not in Macedonia, is it? It's not. No, no. I think it's in Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia still exists. No, it doesn't. Former former Yugoslavian Republic, but it's still Yugoslavia Mas- as well, isn't it? No, it's just Serbia now. Is it? Oh, yeah. in which case it's Serbian. Here, have your hat back. Um, it's, it reminds me because a bubble hat like that. Bubble hats used to be um, very much the 
part of the kit of um, a football supporter. Uh, yes, yes. Um, so that and the striped ball hat in particular. Absolutely, yes. So this would be uh, would work for someone whose kit was all white. Yes. Uh, and the only team I can think of whose kit is all white is New Zealand's football team. Well, and Real Madrid. And Real Madrid. And Leeds after the 70s. Yes, OK, those, those ones as well would yes. work, I suppose. But I mean, I say I'm, I'm not the expert in this area. But it's not the Polish national team because they play in white and red. They do, yes. As we'll be seeing this summer in the That's upcoming awkward. European Championships. Yes. Yes, which we're looking forward to. A little a bit, bit, but not the Olympics really. are kind of no, I know, not really first. Yeah, I, I, I had a look, and we're like, so going to win it. Therefore, aren't we? The three. <laughs> if we're ever going to win it, it'll be this year when when we're actually we have no expectations and we think it's going to be terrible. The the three group stage matches. Um, one of them, I think, is the first one. Um, my mother's coming to see us, and we'll be watching. Uh, we'll be at Les Mis when right. the first match is on. Right. The second match, I'd uh, booked to see some theatre, which I'm going to move, but. Um, yeah, it's like it just hadn't really thought about it. No, traditionally they would be like, "Here are the fixtures straight on the calendar." I mean, it's a month away, isn't it? Yeah, if that, it's, it's... and you can't you can't get the Panini stickers anywhere. Really, really, they're, they're, like they don't have them in HMV. They haven't haven't seen any in Sainsbury's. Um, most of the local little newsies don't seem to have them either. All. Where traditionally they have, he's so. been lost lost to humanity. I am. I am. A, a, I'm. Finding it very difficult to find any stickers at all. Oh well, um, well, I'll, I'll see if I can um, do some searching for you on the web while we play the next track. Uh, as I say, there are fifty-eight tracks on here. Which track would you like now? Um, twenty-three. Okay. Let's try track twenty-three and let's see. It's only one minute long. One minute nine seconds it may long. Maybe a skit. It could be. Oh, if it's a skit, that could skit. be. If it's a skit, it'll be really offensive then. Yes. So here's here's uh, track twenty-three. I used to love a uh 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 I used to love a quick fuck it up shit Uh, I don't know. I, I'm going to guess that track, little little snippet, maybe called Resurrection. I think it could be correct. Yes. Um, I, we're, we're working out this may well be what uh, is in common parlance a mixtape. I think it could be. Yes. Um, and so these are little bits in between and so on. But it certainly um, it's quite interesting. It's quite nice. We, I like scratching. Good, There's some good, good proper good, old school scratching. Yes. Yes. You you've DJed in your time. I have. Yes. Uh, yes. You ever ever scratched? I've tried it yeah. to absolutely no effect at all. It's lots of fun trying, but the number of times I've sat in in the DJ booth. Queuing a song and scratching a bit, and then yeah, going yeah. and panicking at the last minute. Oh, just play the track. Yeah. Play the track. It's like, I mean, I've, I've I've never been much of a vinyl DJ anyway. Okay. Apart from when we 
in, oh, must have been kind of 98, 99, when um, the uh, Lounge Revival hit Cheltenham. Ah, right, and, um, and suddenly you had a few old bits of the work. big old pile of um, Class 1 Lake records, right. slightly more than is humanly necessary, I think. <laughs> what, what, more than one? So, yeah, 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 definitely yeah. more than one. Okay, um, have you, have you, did you have to use that, that one minute break to have an opportunity to think about a time when you found something? I found lots of great Class 1 leg records. <laughs> well, there you go, <laughs> that would count, but... Um, I have found, um, I'm not very observant. No. Um, oh, I did find, I did find a 20 quid note on my street. Right. Um, about three months ago. That's that pretty nice. good. That's, yeah. that's not bad. Just, Left the house in the morning, crossed the road, in the middle of the road. Tiny quid note. That was nice. It's a bit odd, though, isn't it? You get the sense that it's just been left there almost as a, as a honey trap for you. <laughs> what are you saying about my road? I'm just, you know, it was there, and then suddenly you got kidnapped or something. No, that didn't happen. No, that didn't happen. No, OK. Did you when, you, when you found it, did you think of, I'm going to use this particularly, now I've got this windfall, what shall I do with it? Or did it just go in the pocket with all your other money? Um, yeah, I think I did spend it on a nice big round, probably. Yeah. Oh, well, you, know, you, you share the love. Away. Possibly a takeaway. Share the love. Um, less, less sharing the love there. That's a big takeaway for twenty quid, I guess. But you should see the price. Oh, the um, the price of our local Indian ones. Really, and the Chinese ones in particular. Are, are, some of them are very. Um, what we're looking. What we're looking here. I mean, I mean, it's. I, 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 let's say the standard for for an Indian takeaway. The standard would be what the chicken tikka masala or the um, yeah tikka masala. How much would you reckon that would be going in your local Indian? Um, Probably seven or eight quid. Really? Yeah, that is quite a bit. And that is that, that's a delivery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get like twenty percent off if you pick it up, or ten percent off? Well, they're all so far away. I mean, uh, like, the ones that come around ours are either in Stokio or on West Green Road. Well, so, you are in that. So. You are in that weird hinterland, aren't you? Um, Thank you. Yes. Or, well, it's Amwell Park, I suppose, is what they call yes. it. Or? I mean, the, the the main thing that that has got lost actually mm. um, is curries on the way to my house. Really? Because there are nine Richmond roads in I don't want to give away too much no exactly uh, there, there are nine <laughs> Richmond roads in London um, I'm not telling you which one I live on yeah. but there are five houses with the same number well um, and one of them's only in E8 so it's not that far that's away that's near enough for them to make that mistake so my curries have gone to that house at but you always, you always give them the postcode right you always specify the postcode uh, usually yes yeah. yes well, well after the first couple yeah uh, certainly, the f- certainly the first time it happened before I realised how many roads there were I assume therefore though the opposite may have happened have they ever tried no, to deliver a curry no. to you that you haven't ordered? Annoyingly, no. No, because that was that. I just, what would you do in that situation? I'd, I'd probably send them away. Yeah, I'd yeah. Because in the end, you probably you cook sure? for the evening. Yes, you know, yes. You're be sitting around waiting for like, and takeaway time is like half eight, nine, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you've eaten. You're not going to sit there and Well, we could eat, or we could just wait and see if someone else has ordered the curry <laughs> and get it delivered to ours. So, yeah, okay. Well, you should look out a little bit more to find more stuff. That's why I just because yes. there's lots of interesting stuff out there to find. There is. Um, okay, let's let's talk about your book, um, which is a nice. Uh, I mean, it's it looks quite old or oldish. I mean, yes, it's it's a it's a paperback book. Um, it's a novel in the best-selling Emma Grady trilogy, mm-hmm. and it is Outcast by Josephine Cox. Read read some blurb. Read some blurb. A classic is born, says the Lancashire Evening Telegraph. And they would know. They would indeed. On a fateful night in 1860, Thaddeus Grady realises too late that he has made a grave mistake. In blind faith, he has put himself and his daughter Emma at the mercy of his sister and her conniving husband, Caleb Crowther. For he has entrusted to them his entire fortune and the daughter he adores. With his dying breath, he pleads to see his daughter one last time. But Caleb's heart is made of stone. 
A feared Lancashire justice, Caleb Crowther is a womanizer and a gambler, and now the inheritance due to Emma is as much in the hands as much in his hands as is the beautiful Emma Grady herself. <sighs> but Caleb lives in fear of the past, for how did Emma's mother mysteriously die? And what made Thaddeus and Caleb hate the river people so intensely? History seems likely to repeat itself when Emma falls helplessly in love with Marlo Tanner, a young bargee. For Marlo and Emma, it's an impossible love, a love made in heaven, but which could carry them both to hell. By, by a canal. Carry them to hell via canal. On, on a barge. Or, on a barge, yes. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing this may be the second book of the trilogy. Um, <laughs> is, it, is it clear? It's or? difficult to tell. I mean, there's a I mean, the setup, the set, There does seem to be quite a bit of setup there, which suggests that there might have been, you know, she was footloose and fancy free, her dad dies, and suddenly she is at the whim of the evil Caleb. Um, but... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just reading the forward. Yeah. Uh, my apology to those historians who are familiar with contra- convict transportation to Australia in the 1880s. Although, although I am aware that most of those transported to Western Australia were male, for the purpose of this story, I've introduced female con- convicts. Mm, I wonder what might happen near the yes. end of this book. Yes. Um, uh, yes. Amazingly, I mean, it looks kind of... It looks kind of like a sub Georgette Heyer kind of thing. Oh, the the the, the, the plot you read out there was pure Charles Dickens <laughs> at his finest. Yes. To be fair, it's not that far away the plot of a number of Dickens books, but exactly yeah, yes, yes. yes. Um, except those were um, effectively contemporaneous, weren't they? Yeah, the, yeah contemporary. Yeah. Um, amazingly, um, it was written in 1991. Well, that's you know it people looks interested about them. Yeah, I, I, paperback books are yellow very quickly. You know, they that's do. That's true. You yeah, know, yeah. If you live in the sun. I tell you, there's like and also, I mean, because 1991 is only about six years ago now, isn't it? Uh, no, it's actually 20 years ago. Shut still. up. Smell it. Smell the book. Does it smell of? It smells of twenty-year-old paperback. But yeah, because yeah, I mean, it'll be, it could have been a book that's been sitting in a, uh, a woman's handbag for some time. He may have picked up some Charlie or. Uh, what, Not really, what, no. What are the fragrances ladies use these days? <laughs> I don't know why I went for Charlie. <laughs> you know, it's unlikely to be uh, these days. It's like yes. mid-70s. Um, I, I'm interested by the uh, list of other titles by Josephine Cox, okay, yeah. which I suspect may be a pseudonym. Right. Um, uh-huh. Cox. Um, <laughs> but yes, we have um, Let Loose the Tigers, Angels Cry Sometimes. Oof, that sounds quite hard-boiled. Ali Urchin. Vagabonds, nobody's darling, more than riches, living a lie. Oh, living a lie is a good one. Cradle of thorns, and love me or leave me. That that first one, the, the tigers one. Let loose the tigers. Let yes. loose the tigers. That sounds quite good. That's got to be an E.M. Forster ripoff. I would, thought, I would have thought so. Yeah. Either that or a circus novel. Oh, oh it could be a circus. Oh, it could be yeah. a circus novel, couldn't it? Yes, I like a good circus novel. It's... One thing that I have spotted about yeah. this book is, unlike um, all copies of all Julie Cooper books ever um, and Jackie Collins books, it doesn't have a break in the and, spine. For which you mean the, pa- the place where if you put it on the spine the book will naturally open. Yes. Which is normally... The rude bit. The rude bit, yeah. Sexy. Well, can you just try it on the table and just see if I it does, if there is a... Yeah, you're right, a bit it doesn't... of one, but I think it might just be the well, binding. Try it, try it. Let's have a quick look, just in case. Um, a quick scan. See, use your uh, rude word scanning. For t- I've got a feeling this is the kind of romance uh, melodrama that's aimed at the uh, older and more chaste. Yes. Come here, Jake, he called now, as the panting dog strained hard on its lead. Panting dog? He's up there, but the dog did not like the rules, which dictated that he must at all times be kept on lead. He was hot and thirsty, and its 
and his eye had caught sight of the wide, shimmering lake, alive with noisy, fluttering ducks. It could be worse. I mean, it's got it, hot and thirsty. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, got yeah. a few keywords that you might find in the Jilly Cooper uh, sex scene, but <laughs> beyond that, I'm not so sure. So, uh, yeah. pass it over. I just want to quick, quick. There we go. I just want to look at the ISBN number. Uh, no, <laughs> seeing, seeing to be continued or the. Uh, uh, if you enjoyed this book, you might like Liverpool Lullaby. Tomorrow the World, Sweet Rosie O'Grady. But, um, yeah. Sweet Rosie O'Grady. <laughs> yes, indeed, yeah. Um, but there's, yeah, yeah there's, there's no obvious... No, it doesn't, does it? It doesn't say um, what part... Oh, but, oh, here we go. The story of Josephine Coxo, the opening page. Can you read uh, us the real-life true story of true this person who oh. we were suggesting wasn't real at all? Blimey. The story of Joe Cox is, an, is, is as extraordinary as anything in her novels. Born in a cotton mill house in Blackburn, Lancashire, she was one of ten children. Her parents, she says, brought out the worst in each other, and her life was full of tragedy and hardship, but not without love and laughter. At the age of 16, Joe met and married a caring, wonderful man and had two sons. Blah, blah, blah. She decided to go to college and eventually came to a place at Cambridge. Nothing like a good adult learner. That's yeah, what I say. that's what, that's, that's what you're working on. Uh, particularly... As we are here in Adult Learners Week. Indeed, yes. Um, <laughs> cool, blimey. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Doesn't blah, sound blah. like she's had actually that exciting a life compared to her books. I mean, you know, she... she no, quite. She went to... You know, she she went renovated to... the derelict council house that was their home. <laughs> <laughs> See, I must admit, if I bought a, a, a melodrama where the key plot point was renovating a council home, I'm not so sure. No, I'm not no. so sure it's... She know. did, She did, however, win the Superwoman of Great Britain Award. Really? For which her family has secretly entered her. And this coincided with the acceptance of her first novel for publication. Wow. That sounds all made up. Does it say how much she can lift then? Because isn't that what the Superwoman of Great Britain would be about? It is. It's it's she like bend, stars. She can bend steel and yes. stuff like that. Anyway, anyway, time to move on from uh, the Superwoman that is Josephine Cox, and and the book was called Outcast. If you like Outcast. the sound of that, it's available in all secondhand um, bookshops book and possibly charity shops. Yes. Um, so the the key killer questions I'd say at the end of the show: um, What has been lost? To humanity, that if it was returned, would make the world a much better place. Well, more blooming panini stickers for a start. Oh, yes, I know. I know um, <laughs> they haven't been completely lost, they're just no, hiding. No, they're just hiding, yes. Um, co ops apparently are quite good for them. Yeah. Um, I was wondering about this, and I think um, it's very difficult because I was listening to you and Mr. Hibbert talking about. Um, the likes of Bath Mulls, etc. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, I wonder if can I can I put the toilet venue in there? You can, but I don't think they're completely gone. They still exist. Some of them. I mean, I suppose. I think actually, Bath Mulls, would it really make humanity much better? <laughs> I suppose it would give people things to do on a Tuesday night, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um. So if not Bath Mulls, um, and it's ilk. Yes. Um. I'm really struggling. Is there, I mean, you know, anything in the world of beer and pubs, for example? Well, you, like, you like a, a, a I, I do beer? like a pint, and we've managed not to really um, touch on that yet. No. I was thinking, I mean... Um, but are we at the situation now where things are the best, as, as good as they've been for so long that you, there's nothing could be... Please tell me that it, this isn't what Hazel said, but yeah. pubs in carpet, uh, carpets in pubs. No, it wasn't. Uh, Hazel's, 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 I believe, was a sub-two-pound beer in a Sam Smith's pub. Oh, uh, right. So, uh, but ca- carpets yeah. in pubs, carpets um, and pubs. Is, is one of our current um, bugbears. Um, yes. What I think happened was that um, post-smoking ban, 
they all realised quite how awful their carpets were. So, how stinky they were. Yes. So, I mean, it, uh, it's part of the kind of gastro-pubby, um, stripped-back sort of thing. But it was also just because they were so stinky. Yes. So stinky. Very stinky. But this does make pubs incredibly rackety. Mm. Um, our current best solution, I think, um, beyond hanging tapestries from the ceiling is just to carpet the ceiling. Yeah. Well, we're in, we're in a room now which we is... We are in a room uh, which is heavily carpeted. Heavily carpeted and heavily, heavily... Lots of fabric. There's lots on all of, sides. There's lots of foam. There's lots of bits and bobs which deadens the room, which means the sound is wonderful, as you can hear on the microphone. Yes. Um, and, yeah, and yet no one's thought that that braying noise you get... And I don't think it's... I mean, it's mainly the pub's fault for the, this acoustic problem... People talk differently as well. There's an escalation. Yes, I think. I think a sometimes there should be a, should be a point in a pub. Maybe it maybe at like uh, on the hour or something, where then the alarm goes off, everyone's quiet for a minute, and it starts again. Yes, and then and I think cause it takes about an hour to get to the critical mass of the loud loudness it can possibly get to. But then it can get deafening, and mm. you know people who um, who have got quiet voices or who is uh, sensitive. Yes, much like most of our friends with their quiet, quiet voices. Yes, yeah, that's not actually so much of an issue. We will escalate if we're the only people in the pub. Well, know. quite, yes. Um, I don't like to use the word braying about myself, but I'm sure I've done it. So. You have a voice that can be heard... Um, for some distance, yes. I, I, not, I, it's not volume. No, it's projection. It's projection. It's all about projection. We, we you know, I'm not classically trained, <laughs> but I've been trained in the school of hard knocks, yes. and uh, know that when you fall over in the playground, it's very important for you to say first of all, "He did it," yes. rather than rather than let it on. So, pub carpets. Anything else that you think? I mean, you since we've we've invented gone back to the older pubs. Is there anything else about older pubs? I suppose actually the other option would be sawdust, wouldn't it? Yes, sawdust would help, but. Once they, once they saw us, they spit. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting because I, I think if we'd had this conversation about five or six years ago, you may have been tempted to go to look rosy tinted with rose tinted glasses at the housing days of a pub which is separated in different rooms. But I think you're you, you're a little again that now. Um, I, I haven't I, seen a few that have gone back. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's not talk about the Princess Louise. <laughs> <laughs> It's got very nice urinals, you know. It has lovely urinals. Uh, but you just cannot move in that pub now. It's yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah. But I think that, uh, there's there's places. I mean, um, um, this all seems to be Sam Smith's pubs. Maybe it's just a thing they do. But the is the little doorway at the John Snow still there? Uh, yeah. 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 So yeah, that's kind that. of that. That's quite. I, I like it when it's kind of quite cute and. Um, Original features. I mean, yeah, if you've got original yeah. features, you, once you take them out, if you put them back in again, then it's not quite... No, it's never quite the same, is it? And it, sometimes it makes sense to take them out in the first place because what was the pub is not that pub anymore. It's different. Well, exactly. And I mean, I think that also the people who are in the pub are in probably all dimensions significantly larger than they were when the pub... Particularly if you look at the Louise, yeah. where they've put those ridiculous kind of booths in where you can barely squeeze three people in. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And yeah, and, and, and definitely um, in the Jon Snow uh, in Soho, they the, clearly their crowd used to be about three foot... Sure, three so. foot six yes so they could walk through this there's a tiny those of you who don't know it there's a tiny little door that goes between the bars downstairs which is about three foot six high which you can stoop under if you want to but um, it's much more fun sitting next to it and watching people smacking their head off yeah exactly um which is you know that's the kind of fun we have in pubs <laughs> and and on that note we should probably head off to one um, that's a very good idea it is a good idea so we're gonna get one more track from neil armstrong um uh, which which track would you like um let's have 54. 54, okay. Uh, this will be... 
I'm doing this on purpose just a bit. Quick. 54. It's only 45 seconds long, so I'm going to go. I'm oh, going to try and find the next one that's okay. about two minutes long, okay? Yeah. That's fine. I'm sure Mr. Armstrong will be quite happy for us to. Or are they all just incredibly short? Yeah, they are all. That's the, they're two minutes. 50, track fifty-one is two minutes long. That'll do us. Let's see what Neil Armstrong has got to say to for swear himself about now. to swear about now. Uh, if he doesn't swear about the moon, then it's been very big. Ultra moon. Ultra moon. Ultra moon recently. It's been huge. It's like if Neil Armstrong, he'd be bigger as well. Uh, yes, I, I lost sight of the ultra moon. I didn't get to to see it. Well, I can show you a moon later if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, well, anyway, on that on that somewhat unsavoury <laughs> note, um, I want to thank you, Steve, for thank being you. my guest. Um, Cyrus Radio and FreakyTrigger.co.uk. Uh, we'll be back next week um, with more musings on lost stuff. And this is Neil Armstrong and a track which is two minutes, two seconds long. I wish I wasn't such a wimp Cause then I would let you know that I love you So when I was your man then I would be true The only lying I would do is in the bed with you Then I signed to send the one who loves you dearly P.S. Love, love me tender, tender. The latter, the latter, the latter, I came back to later. Return to, Return to sender, sender.